Today is the first Sunday of Advent. Advent um, marks the beginning of the church year. So while our calendar year begins with our New Year's resolutions on January 1st, this is actually the beginning of the church year. We switch, we, we start to hear stories from Luke's gospel during this next year. And in the season of Advent, we have new colors. We wear purple. We light an Advent wreath to help us prepare and count down the Sundays that lead us toward Christmas. It's a time to prepare. It's a time to wait. It's a time to get ready for the nativity, for Christmas, for the mystery that is Christmas. Most years, I think about this as a season of slowing down and paying attention, and that stuff is still in there, although I feel like we have been in this epically long season of waiting for a couple of years. And every time I feel like we've turned a corner and things are shifting, then there's, there's new news. I, um, the, the new word of what's coming out of um, COVID, how COVID is emerging across the globe, I, I heard it the other day and I was like, I feel like we are in an Avengers movie or something like that. So this season, this year, I am choosing to focus on creating space, on cultivating space during the season of Advent. In some ways, that's what the Mother Mary would have been doing as she was getting ready to birth Jesus, to bring Christ into the world. She was making space literally in her body, but in her life, for her life to be changed and transformed in ways that I imagine she couldn't even imagine or anticipate. So it's a season of cultivation, of creating space. We're waiting for Jesus. We are looking forward and hoping for Jesus' birth at Christmas. For God breaking into the world in the form of a baby. The way we all start our experience in this world. A baby without words, a baby completely dependent and vulnerable and wonderful. The season of Advent is also about waiting or expecting or looking toward the, the second coming of Christ, when Christ will come again in the fullness of time. And this is one of those places where I feel like it gets a little like weird and a little revelation-y. The language of Christ coming again, what does that mean, coming again? Sometimes you hear the, the language of Christ coming again in judgment, and it sounds harsh and judgy and weird. What we are invited to hope for and expect and trust is that as the sacred stories have revealed, God is working in our midst. God has intentions and hopes and dreams for God's creation. And God is inviting and luring us forward into this new way of being, of understanding, of experiencing life in the fullness of time. The third way that we are 
waiting or anticipating during this season is sort of in the, the more everyday, ordinary way of making space to receive Christ in our hearts and in our heart. Not only within us as individuals, but also within us as the church, as the one body of Christ that we are as God's people, as the church. I am a huge fan of Godly Play, which is the, a children's curriculum that we use in church school. The language I just find so fresh and on point. And Godly Play talks about the season of Advent as a time of getting ready for the mystery of Christmas. Because sometimes you can walk right through a mystery and miss it, not even know it's there. That resonates when I think of the, the typical season, the typical feel of this holiday season. There is a buzz, there is a bustle, there is a moving about, there are um, gifts to shop for, decorations to do. There's all this stuff happening that is, that is good stuff. But sometimes it can take our focus and distract us from some of the, the deeper rhythms of the season. So it takes time to get ready. It takes time to prepare. And that's why we spend this season making space. This Sunday, Godly Play appoints as the Sunday where we remember the prophets. The prophets are those that have written the sacred stories that have lived long ago, but I also believe there are still prophets living today. Prophets, according to Godly Play, are people who come so close to God, God comes so close to them, that they just know what God wants them to say or to do. The prophets today are pointing the way to Bethlehem. In Godly Play, the image is literally a hand pointing to this holy city where the Christ child will be born. The prophets didn't know why they were pointing the way to Bethlehem. They didn't know what was going to happen in Bethlehem. They didn't know how things were going to unfold in Bethlehem. But they did have this one piece. They did know that that was the where. That was where it was going to happen. And they pointed. They indicated, in a sense, like they turned their whole beings to this place in expectation, in hope, but also in wonder and mystery. The first lesson that we heard today is from the lesson that, or a, a letter that Paul wrote to the people in the church that he founded, one of many churches that he founded. And it's struck me as I was reading this little bit this week that Paul talks about the joy that we feel before our God because of you, because of the people he's writing to. I thought, wow, you know, we talk about Paul. Paul, this figure, this, this a really amazing person who had this life-changing event. Paul, who traveled around, probably really gave himself over to the work of creating church. 
And, and Paul doesn't speak from an I place. He speaks from a we place. And I was reminded that he did, he, he worked with others. Sometimes there were um, discords, sometimes there were arguments and issues that came up that we read about in the stories. But he was always working with others to be about the work of church. We live in this highly individualized culture. And yet, like, that wouldn't have even made sense to the, the people who are writing down, who are telling our sacred stories and writing them down so long ago. Whenever we hear a direction or invitation, it's, it's for ourselves, but it's also for ourselves. It's for all of us leaning in and remembering just how interconnected we all are to each other. Paul goes on to write, talking about the joy that they are experiencing. And then his prayer, his hope, his desire, is that God's love will increase for each of them together and for everyone. He is writing to this church as a whole, as a group. And he is writing that the love would increase so that their holiness may increase. So that they may, with joy and openness, be ready for the coming again of Christ. And even that, Christ will come again with all of his saints. Christ isn't even coming alone. In this season of Advent, as we move through all of the celebrations, all of the practices, all of the work, all of the things we need to accomplish, my hope is that we would lean into each other as a body of Christ, that we would lean into each other as the church, and that we would listen, that we would Settle into the deeper rhythm, almost like the, the deeper hum of life in Christ. There is an author, theologian named Rob Bell, and he talks about you know, music moves in all different ways and in all different places, but underneath is the bass note, the slow, steady rhythm. And as we enjoy all the rhythms of our life, my hope for us this Advent season is that we would attune ourselves to those bass notes and trust in the, the love and the joy and the grace that is beating beneath it all, that is beckoning us to slow down and experience this different rhythm. I wrote in Connect about a couple of the practices that I'm hoping to engage in this Advent, and I welcome you to join me if you would like. One of them for me is to spend some time with just a small bit of scripture every day, or as much as possible. This is from Luke, uh, the beginning of Luke, the nativity story. The angel said to them, 
Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. Do not be afraid, for I am bringing you good news for great joy for all people. I'm curious. I'm curious how it might be to settle with a small bit of scripture, but to let that settle into the deeper bass notes of my rhythm. The other practice that I'm hoping to engage with is, is using my breath to remind me to anchor. To anchor into receiving Christ, receiving the spirit, the wind, the ruach of God that literally does flow in and out of our bodies. That we breathe in to fill up with this unexplainable grace and majesty and mystery. We breathe in the way the spirit works with us. But then we can't hold on to our breath because then we become tight. We have to let it go so that we can make room for it to come back in. And my hope is that to engage in this practice of filling up in order to let go, in order to fill up again, and to let that help anchor me to those deeper rhythms of God working in my life and hopefully in all of our lives. As we embark upon Advent, I invite you to be intentional, to make a choice. How will you choose to experience this particular Advent this year? How will you choose to make space for Christ in your life today, right now, in the weeks to come, and in the mystery that is unfolding in Christmas, and in that greater arc, the mystery that is unfolding in the way God is at work in our world. Amen. <laughs>